Welcome to What's a Crime, I'm Linda, and today we are gonna be talking about the recent footage that was released of Alex Cox on the day he died. As we know, Alex Cox is Lori Daybell's brother. He died on December 12, 2019. His case has been closed, his death was ruled as natural. It was said he died from a pulmonary embolism. However, there are a few discrepancies to this story and everyone is still questioning as to what really happened. But before I get into it, if you'd like to be part of the It's a Crime community, don't forget to hit that subscribe button and hit that notification bell to all. Also, please give this video a like and share it out where you can. Now, let's get into it. East Idaho News recently posted body cam footage of the day that Alex Cox died. There are two segments they posted. In the first segment, you can hear police and medics talking, and they're working on Alex in the residence where he lived with Zulema. In the other body cam footage, there is an officer talking with Zulema and her son, Joseph Lopez, about what happened. If you remember, Joseph Lopez is the one who called 911 after he found Alex passed out on the floor. And also recently added by Justin Lum of Fox News, is hospital body cam footage where Alex was pronounced deceased and you could hear Zulema talking. And he also had a clip of later on that evening when the officers executed a search warrant. So I'm gonna do two parts to the series. Today, we're gonna talk about the first two parts where the medics were working on Alex and also where Zulema was talking to the officer. So stay tuned for part two. Now, as a recap at this point in the case and by December 12th. Alex was only married two weeks to Zulema and he took on her name of Pastenas. They got married at the end of November along with Melanie Pulowski and Ian Pulowski and only a day apart. Both Zulema and Melanie said that it was just on a whim that they got married after they had gathered for Thanksgiving and they decided to go for it. But I have a recent video that I created that showed some discrepancies, surprise, surprise. It's my Thanksgiving video and you can check that after this video or you can check that out in the description box below. I'll have the link. So first, let's get into the footage of the authorities and the medics and then the other one with Zulema and Joseph and I'll run through it with you. Just note that there are parts redacted, so I'm not including it in this video as all it is is silent footage and also a heads up, it's gonna be blurry. But I'll show you a tiny little clip and then we'll have a little discussion about it and then play the clip again. And what I'll also do is put the links in the description so you can check out the video clips in its entirety. Now, also in this first part, you're gonna hear Zulema in the background, but don't worry about that because in the second clip, it's more in the forefront. So medics are working on Alex here, so let's get into it. Uh, if you have all your stuff ready to go. Do you have entitled already hooked up? Entitled uh, on our back. Yeah. So if you come over here, you let me know, and we'll, we'll go ahead and walk out for you. Did you, did I have suction downstairs? I don't know. Dave, do you see the suction yeah, unit there? Right here at the basement? Yeah, I got it, yeah. So I'm going to go ahead and back up a little bit while we get our suction on. Yep. Okay, perfect. Thank you. Bigger, Jeff. Did you guys have, you said you got more in front of me? Um, our detectives are coming out. Um,
guys are not transporting them, just leave them be because we have other stuff to do with the house. Okay, we always leave them. Okay, yeah, house 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 anything anything else with drugs? Anything else? She's not telling us. We don't know. Our, our, one of our detective sergeants. Somebody's been working something on him. Yeah, I, I have no idea what it is or what's going on. Yeah. Notable here, police are securing the place as a crime scene. There are a few things to remember at this point. Here, Alex Cox obviously is in medical distress. He's a male in his early 50s that's suddenly collapsed, he's not breathing, and he's in critical condition. They obviously don't know at this point that it's a pulmonary embolism, so they're going to want to know why or what happened, especially with his age and not having any sort of medical history or medications or diseases. Also, Alex was with Lori and Chad Daybell the month before in November. It's actually just two weeks before this day while authorities were conducting a welfare check on JJ. All of them split town at that time, Alex, Lori, Chad, and Melanie. And a month before that, in October, Alex was suspected at attempting to kill Brandon Boudreaux, his nephew by marriage. Back in July, he shot Charles. Obviously, there's a common denominator here. Alex Cox. And just the day before Alex died, Tammy Daybell was exhumed. Let's go back to the clip. What round are you guys on, Eddie? So you're in CCR or are you in the eighth? Okay. No, we're out of there now. Okay. Not flat lines, it's basically PDA, so we're still showing a rhythm, but it's still pulse associated with it. So it should be, okay. he still stays with that little bit of a rhythm and probably get transported, but they still probably make a phone call if he goes into the system and then we'll put out the Okay. Yeah. Whatever you guys need to do. Okay. You need Ed, you want a boot okay. here or anything? No, I don't know that that'll help. I don't know if I can make fun of this. Yeah, Shay, what's your birthday? You're right. Okay, let me throw this at you. From walking around the house, my assumption would be it's probably drug related. There's a little blow torches down there, which probably so if you always just see Alex is the only thing that's down there. We didn't see anything, but right. usually people don't have the blow torches around. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
You're still not seeing anything else in that room? No one's been in, so that you found that bathroom, they, okay. they brought them out. I didn't see anything. So now they're talking about having little blow torches around and how it may be something or may not be, but it's not usual. It would be interesting though where they found them. I'd love to know that. But Alex's autopsy came back and there weren't any drugs in his system. The only thing that was in his system is Narcan. And from my understanding, when medics arrive and they find somebody like that and may suspect that there's drugs or something of that nature, they will give them Narcan. It won't do anything to them if they don't need it. But if they overdosed or something like that, then they will put that in there. And from my understanding, it just gets them to wake up or I should say reverse the effects of the drug. Next clip. Hey Andy, your history is, he was still moaning, son found him, still moaning, trying to try to move, and then from there went out, wife did a little bit of CPR, and then okay. he got here. So this is, alright, we're, we're, there was with us. Andy, let's listen to some lung sounds. Okay. Yeah. Exactly. Dave got some good compliance. Yeah, same as before. He throw me some mirrors. I got some right here. Uh, they got some? You got it? Yeah. Go ahead. Okay. What's your rhythm there, Andy? You got an inside of 12, so that just went up. Same What's your, what's your, what's your cardiac rhythm still PEA? Yeah. Right, Tony? Tony? So I had my hubby review this part, he's a paramedic, and he explained to me that they are talking about clearing his airway and using some special tools that will help out. He also said that a person in their 50s without any kind of history or medicine, that kind of thing, that this event would naturally be looked into because he's so young. At least in Canada, that's the protocol. Now let's head to the second clip where Zulema and Joseph are talking to the officer. This is going on while the medics are working on Alex. There are a few notable moments here and some discrepancies. No drugs, no alcohol. He doesn't use alcohol. No. Okay. Has he been? He, I sure tell you, he's been sick lately. No, he's just been shortness of breath. Um, when he's walking or when he's sleeping, shortness of breath. Because so he, he, he go for a walk without getting short of breath. No, he's 
like he like he'll go up the stairs and he will get short of breath go up the stairs going okay. up the stairs and then the last couple of days has been when he gets up he's like oh I feel so winded and it's he didn't go to he hasn't gone to a doctor for that nothing like that no I've been asking for that you see does he see a doctor on a regular basis no he doesn't I mean he's just the healthiest person that okay yeah you so, can imagine I mean he's just so healthy and what's your my name's Mike, this is Dave. I'm going to get you some information. So I'm just going to be as honest as I want someone to be with my, with my wife, too. So I'll, I'm just going to be honest. Let me go find some information. Do we have his license at all? Yeah, does he have a wallet anywhere? Okay, that's fine. Yeah, no problem. I know this is a lot coming at you all at once. You're doing good. Just keep breathing, okay? I, I don't know. That's what... Mike is probably one of our best paramedics. He was blue when I walked in. What's that? He was blue when I walked in, and okay. so I started yeah. doing compressions. He was blue on the face. Here we hear Zulema explain how Alex had been complaining of a burning sensation in his chest, and he was feeling winded. Melanie Pulowski, his niece, also mentioned in one of her interviews about Alex getting winded when he bent over to pick up a water bottle. Alex was supposed to meet Melanie Pulowski, but he said he canceled it because he wasn't feeling so well. Here's what she said. I was going to bring him some stuff because he had moved down to be with Zulema, and then he said, hey, let's not meet up halfway, let's wait, I'm not feeling very good. She says, and that was big for him to say that because he never would say that he wasn't feeling good. So the week before, he said, I just kind of have tightness in my chest or having trouble breathing. He said he had bent down to get a water bottle and it took the breath out of him. And you know, Zulema was absolutely worried and was like, you need to get to the doctor. But Alex did travel. He went to Mexico the week before this happened uh, to pick up some medications. And it was about a three and a half hour drive. Now we later hear what the medications were. One thing that both Melanie and Zulema said was just how healthy Alex was. They both said he's just so healthy. Now, I'm assuming they're saying that because he didn't drink coffee, didn't do drugs, or reported not to do drugs, reported not to drink alcohol, and all, all those kinds of things. The only thing she said he drank was Dr. Pepper. Let's go back to the clip. When was the last time you talked to him? He was talking. I was at work and he was talking to one of my friends on the phone because he said that he wasn't feeling well so my friends said that they would give him a blessing so they were giving him a blessing over the phone and then my friends texted me and said you better get home now. Now here's what's interesting in this part of this conversation. The friend that Zulema mentioned that phoned in to give a blessing to Alex was in fact Chad Daybell and she does say friends plural. So Lori called as well, and that was backed up actually by Zulema's lawyer. Here's what he had to say. Zulema got a call from Lori who said, you need to check on Alex, I'm worried about him. So Zulema called Alex and he said, I can't breathe, I'm having a hard time breathing. And at this point, Chad and Lori were in Hawaii. They flew out there the 1st of December, except no one seemed to know their phone number or couldn't contact Lori. Or should I say Lori's phone number, as many people said it was disconnected. But we know now that Lori had numerous phones. Melanie Gibbs said she had three, and Chad had an extra one, and Nate Eaton said there was something like 60 different burner phones or something like that. So it's crazy. In fact, Tylee even talked about Lori's phones, and she said 
mom, you look like a drug dealer with all of your phones. Also notable here, Zulema calls them her friends on camera, yet Lori is Alex's sister. So here's what the report said about it. I asked her about any siblings for Alex. She said he has six siblings, but does not have much communication with them. She said she knows his sister Lori and his niece Melanie. She did not know where Lori lives. I asked her if she had a phone number for Lori and she said the last time she tried texting Lori, the number was disconnected. She had met Lori a few times before when Lori lived locally. She had not seen Lori since she moved a few months ago. She did not think Lori was married. Now, Zulema protects Lori quite a bit. She wouldn't mention on cam that it was Lori that gave the blessing over the phone or Chad, really. She just said, my friends. And when she was asked about Alex living in Idaho, here's what she said. Alex was a truck driver who traveled a lot. He recently wanted to take some time off and moved to Idaho a few months ago. He had a niece and some friends there. Now, I had mentioned this in a previous video, how at this point, the kids weren't even found yet. And this would be a false statement as well because he wouldn't have just had a niece and some friends there in Idaho. Alex would have had two nieces, a nephew, and a sister living there, and really a brother-in-law. So there's some protection going on here. So they were not blessing me over the phone, and then my friends texted me and said, you need to get home now, he's not doing well, he's on the ground, in the bathroom. So I called my son and I said, go over there and make sure he doesn't pass out. I said, I am on my way home. And then I, I just had the impression that he needed to call 911. So I just, I say, stay on the phone with me. And then I said, no, I said, hang up and call 911 right now. Okay. What so, time was the blessing over the phone going on? You know, best guess. I have it right here. Okay. I can't guess right now. Okay. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Okay, 318. Okay, 318. Yeah. And he was talking to Joseph. He was talking to you, right? No. Was he I talking? I walked in. He was passed out, Mom. And I called 911. So what happened when you when you said, "Don't get up, don't get up"? Remember, you said, don't. "No." He was trying. He was trying to move and stuff. He was, oh, he was okay. like trying to like he was doing. Ugh. And so okay. did you guys ever do any chest compressions on him at all? I did no. when I walked in. So when, so when you got here, you did CPR? Yes. Okay, so... I started compressions as soon as I walked in. Okay, so here, here's where we're at right now. Um, so he's still, he doesn't have a pulse. He's not breathing. We're doing compressions on him. So we're giving him medications. We're trying to restart his heart right now. So he, he's in extremely critical condition.
Now I'm gonna lay out a timeline for you because there's something that's really curious to me and I'd like to show you. This day was a very busy day for Alex. Alex wakes up at 8 a.m. according to the police report. First, Alex tells Zulema that he's feeling better when he woke up in the morning, so Zulema goes to work and begins her day, she says around 8.50. Now, Lori and Melanie Palowski had talked to Alex that day. Zulema talked to him as well, and so did Chad Daybell. Zulema actually even asked Alex to make a special holiday basket. I'd really love to know, and I'm sure you guys do too, about what's in this special holiday basket. And I'd love to know if there was any indication of it or any supplies around when they actually searched the home. So Zulema gives a little bit of a timeline in this footage and gives more in her statement to the police. In this clip, she mentioned that the blessing was at 3.18 p.m. and Zulema called her son at 3.15 p.m. But let's take a look at the police report and see what Zulema said. I clarified some time frames with Zulema for the events on 12-12. She said she left for work at about 8.50 hours. She texted Alex at about 12.58 hours and asked him to make a holiday basket for her. Alex responded, sure. She texted him again at about 3.02 hours to ask him how he was doing and he did not respond. She received the text from and then we're assuming that's Lori, stating Alex was not doing well. She called Alex at about 15.09 hours, meaning Zulema, and she then called her son at about 15.15 hours. Now, in another part of the police report, it says, later in the day, Alex had a friend, Chad Daybell, give him a blessing over the phone. Now, I'm not sure if this is Lori or then Chad, but I'm assuming Lori, again, if this is correct and truthful information. Lori then texted Zulema and told her Alex was not doing well and she should leave work and go home. She called Alex and he was having a hard time talking to her. She told him she would drop off her client and come right home. She said she was in the area of Higley and Baseline and was not far from home. She then called her son who was at home with Alex. She told him to go to her room and check on Alex. He stayed on the phone and checked on Alex. She could hear her son telling Alex to stay on the floor and not to try to get up. Zulema told her son to call 911. She arrived home and her son met her at the door and told her it was really bad. Now, side note, when you look at where Zulema lives and where this Higley and Baseline is, it's about an eight minute drive, 10 minute drive. Now, here's what Joseph said about what happened. Joseph said he usually wakes up around 1400 to 1500 hours every day due to him staying up late. On December 12, 2019, Alex was awake when he received a telephone call from his mother. She asked Joseph to go check on Alex. She has never called Joseph and asked him to check on Alex in the past. Joseph did not know the reason why his mother asked him to check on Alex. The telephone conversation ended and a few minutes later, his mother called him a second time. Joseph said she sounded serious when she asked him to just call the cops and told Joseph she was on her way home from work. The next bit in the police report says, Joseph advised me he was in his bedroom with the door closed and his headphones on when his mother Zulema Pastanes called him and asked him to go check on Alexander. Joseph advised me he went in his mother's room and found Alexander unresponsive on the bathroom floor. According to Joseph, Alexander was gasping for breath and had vomit coming from his mouth. Joseph said tried to clear the vomit from Alexander's mouth as directed by the 911 operator, but he couldn't. Joseph said he then began having a panic attack and was unable to assist any further. Now, in one statement, he said he stayed on the phone and in another, 
he got off the phone and Zulema called him again, so it's not clear. So now let's just extract the times and list them so that we get even a better view. 8 a.m., Alex wakes up. 8.50, Zulema leaves for work. Now, sometime in the morning, Alex talks to Melanie and it's reported Lori as well. At 12.58 p.m., Zulema texts Alex to ask how he's doing. At 3.09 p.m., Zulema calls Alex and says he is having a hard time talking to her. She says she's dropping off a client and will be right home. I do wonder though how long of a call that is. 3.15, she calls Joseph and says to go check on Alex. Joseph goes to check and he's unresponsive and lying on the floor. 3.18, the blessing from Chad is given. 3.20, the 911 call is placed by Joseph. And five minutes later, as per the 911 call, Zulema walks in the door. So tell me this. If Joseph goes and checks on Alex right away at that 315 mark and he's lying on the floor, breathing odd and unresponsive, suffering from that pulmonary embolism, then who the heck answered the phone for the blessing? Joseph? And are you going to take a call while someone is dying instead of dialing 911? I'm really confused at this, right? Tell me your thoughts in the comments below because this is really weird. 3.15, Joseph gets the call. By 3.18, a blessing comes, even though Joseph was told to call 911 right away, and there's a five-minute gap. 3.15, Joseph's called. 3.20 is the 911 call. 3.18 in between is the blessing. How long was Chad talking on that phone for? But Zulema states that she was talking to Joseph and told him to hang up and call 911. Now, in this next segment, it's redacted, and then we hear this. Okay, got it. Okay. The only reason I'm asking is if we need to ask him, like, what the conversation was like, if he said anything out of the ordinary, or, you know, so she's protecting Chad Daybell here too, saying we just know him from church. Well, how about he's Alex's brother-in-law? No? And now that I'm looking at this, where's the police report about the phone call that was made by Chad Daybell about the blessing in this investigation? Because they're very curious on body cam about it. So I want to know, was there a report on this? Did they actually get in touch with Chad Daybell? Or what happened? Did they attempt to and just couldn't get in touch with him? Like, there's a 50-plus page report and not one section on it. I find this curious. Back to the clip. Were you here the whole time, Joseph? I was here, but I was in my room with the door closed with headphones on. Okay, and then I got a call from my mom and that's when, when she told me to check on him and I checked on him right away and then she told me to call 911 and just, just do it. Okay. Okay. I was, I was having an anxiety attack when I was on the phone and I walked in and there was feces in there and I, they told me to roll them over on, on his back. I tried to do my best to roll them over on his back, but there's vomit and feces and I, I was just trying to keep cool, okay. keep it together. Just help, you know. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. 
Did you have to move anything away from him, um, off of him? No. Nothing fell on no. him? No. I see you guys found him. My mom just moved him on his back, like from, from his right side. Now, Joseph reiterates what happened and it does line up with what he says on the 911 call. So there's nothing really odd about it. The only thing I, if I had to say something, was it was odd that he couldn't get him from his side to his back. I realized that Joseph has anxiety and he was uh, nervous and it was just, there was a lot of uh, bodily fluid on there. But at the same time, Zulema's like five foot two, I think, or something like that. And she was able to just grab his arm and roll him on his back. It's really not that hard to put a person on the back when they're on their side. So it was a little odd. Next clip. Uh, friends or family, do you guys need to call anyone and get some uh, family members coming this way? Or? I have seen Would you like me to call Kara? Okay. Um, do you ever, I'll call her if you'd like. Be with each other, and I'll just kind of bring her up to speed and have her step coming this way. Will that work? Yeah. Okay. And her name is Kara. Kara, yeah. Okay. This is <clears throat> Okay. What's your engine company? We're Battalion Two Five Two. That's engine twenty five forty. Battalion Two Five Two. And engine what? C-shift. Cool. I also find this part interesting. Yes, Zulema wants to call her daughter Kara, so I understand that. But I do find it interesting that she wouldn't call, let's say, oh, I don't know, Chad or Lori, and let him know that, hey, uh, tell your sister that Alex is in critical condition and is heading to the hospital. If Lori is so worried about him, like she mentioned, uh, yet no phone call. So, and we know Alex and Lori were pretty close from the outside looking in. It's just interesting. In the report it says, as I continued to ask questions about Alex's family, Zulema said she would text Redacted to ask him, so I'm thinking Chad, because he's the one who knows more about that family than I do. Again, possibly Chad. She had asked possibly Chad for any contact numbers for Alex's family. Chad texted her back and told her he did not have any numbers. She knew Chad lived out of state, but she did not know where. Now in my next video, as I mentioned, I'll be covering the footage from the time that Alex arrived at the hospital and also the evening when the search warrant happened. Now let's have a chit chat below about this part. What do you think about the timing of this blessing and all that went down? I'd love to hear what you think. Please subscribe if you haven't done so already. Please like and don't forget to share. Thank you so much for watching. See you soon.